we'll go home in the morning and touch each person and say, I'll see you tonight, I'll be back. And when I come back, they're not there. It's very, very uh, sad. From UW Tacoma, this is Pod Defiance. Welcome to Pod Defiance, where we don't lecture, but we do educate. I'm Eric Wilson-Edge, sitting in today for Sarah Smith. Today on the pod, a conversation between UW Tacoma lecturer Tony Perrone and his mother Magda. Magda is a nurse at St. John's Riverside Hospital in Yonkers, New York. She spent the last few months helping patients suffering from COVID-19. The stories she shares are heartbreaking and profound. Behind the suffering of so many is compassion and even joy. This is especially evident as mother and son talk about Magda's decision to start her life over again in her 40s and work toward achieving her goal of becoming a nurse. The bond between Tony and his mom is palpable and is perhaps just what we need right now. Also, you might hear some bleeps in the background. Well, that's a smoke alarm that needs a new battery. We took out as many of those bleeps as we could, but honestly, the imperfection speaks to the moment we're all living in right now and is perhaps its own kind of beauty. Hi, Mom. Hi, son. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm happy to be with you. I'm happy to be with you. Um, I'm very happy to be with you, son. Thank you. I'm happy to be with you, too. Uh, and I'm particularly happy that we can create this conversation uh, in light of what the world is experiencing with COVID-19. And maybe if we can share a little bit about your journey with caring for people with COVID-19 and also what brought you to be the caregiver in this professional capacity that you are. Okay. Well, certainly caring for these wonderful people with COVID um, has been the ultimate, ultimate feelings of being a nurse and all that it is involved, medically, personally. Every, every aspect of it has touched my soul to its very depths. I mean, I started out wanting to be a nurse years ago as a, as a young child um, and always wanted to be. It was not something my father wanted me to be. And he said no, but that did not kill my enthusiasm or desire to be one. And I started that career back in four, when I was 40 years old. And I went back to school and got my degree and been doing that now for 26 years. Through much my family support that guided me through this program and gave me the support to move on and keep going. And uh, working with these people that need help. And this COVID has been a very touching thing, has hit every heartstring, every bit of my heart. It's terrible to go in there. And, you know, usually the only thing we ever hear at night are these little, little um, Brahms lullabies when a baby is born in a nursery. And we always say during the night, oh, congratulations, someone had a baby. Or if there was two in a row, we said, oh, wow, they had twins. And that was what we look forward to at night. Now it's constantly code 99, code 99. We know something's going down. And that's the thing. And it's not even just once a night. It's maybe 10, 14, 15 times a night. And um, that's so heart-wrenching when it's 
happening when a patient will come in, when I come into work and I'll go see a patient and they'll say, can I see my daughter? And I'll say, of course, what is, her do- what is your daughter's phone number? She says, well, I don't remember it. So I'll get undressed again from all my garb, go and look at her papers, get her number, come back, dress up again, and she'll see her daughter. And um, she's always very happy and tearful that she's seeing her. And then I'll go back in and I have to call a code on her. She's dying. And um, it's gotten so bad that the doctors have now gotten me a step stool. And I can't reach <laughs> I can't reach over the patient's body to do chest compressions. So they pull up the stool and I get back on. And I'm giving it all I can to bring that woman back and every other person back to life. And they just can't make it. And so that has been uh, very hard for me, night after night, to see that. We'll go home in the morning and touch each person and say, I'll see you tonight. I'll be back. And when I come back, they're not there. It's very, very uh, sad. So um, I hope that in some way I have touched their hearts and made them feel that they were loved these last hours by holding their hands or trying to give them life. But I know I see it in their eyes that they're thankful. Mm. No. But no. being a nurse has been one of, I mean, having my five children have been my ultimate. I mean, they are my great joys. But being a nurse has added something to my life that I just can't place. Yeah. I remember, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I remember how powerful it was for us all to be together as you were going back to school and working so tirelessly both to still be all our mom, but also to, to achieve this dream of yours. Uh, and, and now each one of my children just took some responsibility in the house, whatever it was, it was who so was going to empty the dishwasher and yeah. you were going to wipe the windowsills. And, yeah. <laughs> and I uh, remember it so well. Yeah, I do too. Uh, yeah. You know, or how, how, how are we going to make a meal? Sometimes, you know, who is, who is good enough to try and make something or, you know, maybe we needed to, you know, pick up kids from school. Uh, I mean, I really, I always, I mean, I know we felt that and did that before you went back to school, but I really felt that was one of the most amazing times as a family that we really honored the power of coming together to support someone. As children, we know that because our parents do that for us. But it was powerful to see it across all of us by saying, how can kids support each other? How can you support us? How can we help you? How can we build this possibility together? And in many ways, not to deter it as your dream, but it became our dream. It was our celebration of it. Uh, You're doing this amazing work. You're living so powerfully and passionately as a nurse for these 26 or so years but especially at that time, and again now at this time as you're closing the, your career officially, it's feeling like it's a celebration of all of us. That's why I call it Team Mom, because it's something that we were all really creating and celebrating together. Shut that up. Sorry. Sorry, honey. We're getting a little love of how... <laughs> There's one of your siblings letting you know oh, that she loves us. Sounds like It sounds like... 
energy, but it sounds like in the sense of just what we were saying, we're all yeah. still connected on this. So even during this conversation, absolutely, my sisters and brother are here. Absolutely, honey. We're all together with that. And maybe that's also in essence with this COVID that has come about that it has brought many people together in, um, in ways that maybe we don't always see. I mean, like every night, no matter without fail, some place is coming to the hospital to show their appreciation to all of us, whether it's just they're outside clapping yeah. or they're bringing us a, a dinner or daffodils. We've gotten a whole bunch of daffodils just to show that they love us and then also adding more support to people where they've now joined maybe food banks where people can get food. And it's more of let's all join together. As we as a family, you know, uh, son, we all joined together to bring this to a success and now to a successful ending. But it's not really an ending. I mean, you know I'm going to come back for DM and I'm not ending it completely, but I am ending the point where I'm scheduled to work 40 hours a week. Right. So I will obviously continue to keep bringing that to the hospital. But it's wonderful to see everybody joining in and um, helping these people, helping each other, and being together. Yeah. So it's been a wonderful experience. Something That's that really you know is uh, hard to describe more than that. Thank you, of course, for being my mom. Uh, the ultimate, my son, my yeah. firstborn. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> My firstborn. Thank you for all that you are and for all that you're doing. All that you inspire us to do and to be and to feel. And just keep giving and loving. And thanks for reminding us that that's a collective invitation to keep giving and loving. Not just if you're a nurse or not just if you're a mom or not just if you're a child. But there's an invitation in your story for all of us to be giving and loving. Not only in this pandemic. But exactly. every time we can, every time, all the time. Exactly. And I've tried to do that all my life, and I, I believe my children are all doing the same. So they've taken by example, and they've done that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, you inspire me. I mean, as I've felt, I mean, from an educational point of view, you inspired me to go back and fulfill the dream of mine that I had had since I was a child which was oh, to get this doctorate and to, to do this work in, in academic as well as community contexts. But it also reminds me of the power of love and the power of coming together and the invitation that I bring in my community work and with my classes and in my scholarship to invite us to build something and create something together lovingly. And uh, that still speaks to me 26 years later. Right. That's right. It will never leave you. No. I'll never leave you, son. No. But I thank you for this opportunity to be able to do this and that you honored me so much on your Facebook page. And It's my honor to do so. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you to our guests, and thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.